coming up on Just Elders Podcast. All the views and opinions on this show are endorsed by anybody that was heard on this microphone. <laughs> Hey, y'all be safe, man, out here with all that corona. You know they about to get quarantined. Make sure you don't get caught at your side chick house. If we represent 14% of the population, when you skew for that, it's even less of those who who registered to vote. If every black person who's registered to vote vote for one of these candidates, it's still not enough votes to win. Period. So go tell white folks. I had good relations with... The Bernistas. They were my friends. Right, right. Young. Right. They were, some of them were like 19, 20, 20, 21. Yeah, I'll never They forget. called Bernie the white. One little girl. The white girl. <laughs> I don't have no problem dealing with the white power structure because we just tell the truth. The black bourgeoisie is worse than white folks when it comes to justice for poor people. No mother, no black mother should have to answer this question from their son. 12, 10, 11, 12-year-old son. Mama, why is the mayor taking our house? Somebody paid the price. The reason you can plug this microphone in and sit down and be free to talk about it, if we were 1955, uh, you were having this conversation and it went public, uh, you might be lynched in the town square. Right. Right? But 2020, you can say whatever you want to because Fannie Lou Hamer, Paid the price, right? The uh, running mate has got to be a person of color. If it's not a person of color, you're going to have a reaction uh, similar to what I heard. So what person of color? And can I be real? I think you just said something about Atlanta um, being 30% of doing the business here. Like, I can be honest. For my generation, I don't think we really seen the benefits well, we, if we have, we don't know we've seen the benefits of politics. No, when you tell black people we're going to take your house and kick you out when you're the mayor of the Who city. Who did that? <laughs> I'm not here to play around with it. I'm not here to sugarcoat it. I'm not here to make people feel good. I'm a free black man, and that's the way it is. And so, are you sure you want to go forward? I need to ask you, you sure you want to go forward? <sighs> Get your opportunity back out. Fuck it. Let's go. <coughs> ready? Born ready. Yet our best trained, best educated, best equipped, best prepared troops refuse to fight. Matter of fact, it's safe to say that they would rather switch than fight. What's up, family? You're tuning into the greatest podcast that has ever hit the airways. I am your host, Eldridge Washington, and I'm super excited because I'm about to record the greatest episode I have ever recorded. I say that every time, and I mean it every single time. Before we dive into this episode, I just want to thank each and every last person that tuned in to last week's episode. I'm the fat cousin now. I am back on my uh, journey of losing weight, eating right, doing the right thing. <laughs> it's funny because this episode, I got one of the people that's the reason why I gained weight coming up. <laughs> but I'm super excited about it, man. This is going to be good. Um, 
we don't have any reviews because I think this uh, conversation is so important. We're going to push them out of next week. And we're going to dive right in. I'm going to introduce my guests and bring them on. This first person I'm going to bring to the microphone um, is a brother that I can uh, honestly say gave me my first real taste of behind-the-scene politics. <laughs> like, I got to roll with a big dog for the first time when I was working with this brother in his election. Um, a real fighter in the community, going hard. The hardest-working retired man I know. Y'all make some noise and bring my good friend, Senator Vincent Ford, to the microphone. Glad to be here. Glad to be with you. How you doing, Senator Ford? I'm doing great, brother. I'm doing great. And uh, I am not retired. <laughs> I am fired up. <laughs> okay, okay. So, okay. Uh, I Excuse am, me. Uh, uh, but I appreciate you so much for inviting me. I really do. Glad to be here. Yeah, you busy right now. You on the um, you fighting right now? Yeah, on a couple yeah. of fronts. Yeah, yep. Yeah. I'm uh, working, uh, helping Bernie Sanders. I'm the chair, the Georgia chair of the Bernie Sanders campaign. Nice. And uh, and I'm also working on some issue oriented campaigns, particularly the People's Town resistance to uh, gentrification and displacement over there. Uh, the most important movement going on here in Atlanta, uh, because what is happening is we're seeing gentrification in real time, right, right, in any number of uh, parts of the city. So yeah, I am doing a couple different things right now. Okay, well, uh, hopefully we can dive into it and see how our listeners can get involved and support that movement. All right. Next person I want to bring to the microphone. Uh, super excited about this brother. I will argue. And say this is, you know, he got a couple of titles. Uh, friend, brother, mentor, daddy. <laughs> uh, but now, this guy, uh, I would honestly say my life, the trajectory that I was going on changed when I got introduced to this brother. I've had a couple of brothers of the Let Us Make Man and this work. Let's make or man organization on this podcast, but this right here is the convener, the brother that um helped pull us all together, man, and he's the one that steers the ship that we all ride on. Y'all make some noise for my good friend, my brother, Derek Bozeman. I'm gonna give y'all opportunity now to uh, either just do this with Senator Ford and let me go on about my business if you don't want to hear the unadulterated truth. <laughs> I'm not here to play around with it. I'm not here to sugarcoat it. I'm not here to make people feel good. I'm a free black man, and that's the way it is. And so, are you sure you want to go forward? I need to ask you, you sure you want to go forward. <sighs> Get your opportunity back out. Fuck it. Let's go. <laughs> Let's uh, go. go I, want, I want too, 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 too much truth. Look, that's the only way I know how to do it. <laughs> I'm super excited about it, man. So I got a couple of things I want us to talk about. Uh, I'm going to start from the top and bring it all the way down to the root. Um, on the top, man, 2020 presidential election. Um, it's uh, a lot of stuff that changed. When we first, me and Keith first talked about having this episode, um, Bloomberg was still in. Warren was still in. Uh, it was a lot of people still. So really? we're down to who? Your incumbent. You got Trump. You got uh, Biden and you got uh, Bernie Sanders. I know where you stand on it. Absolutely, Bernie's your man. 
Absolutely. All the way. You say how you think. Uh, they say Biden been going hard lately. So. Well, the thing is that uh, the establishment, the corporate media, uh, and the same folk that lost the election in 2016 <laughs> have come together, pulled their money, corporate media, Wall Street money has come together and said, no, nah, we can't have no Bernie Sanders. Uh, so that's what happened over these last few weeks is the the right wing in the Democratic Party is consolidated and uh, have done everything they can, even lied on Bernie Sanders, even lied on his supporters. I mean, one guy by the name of Jason Johnson, who considers himself a pundit, got on uh, not a podcast, but got on a serious uh, network uh, show and said that black women who supported Bernie Sanders were misfits, you know, <laughs> and, you know, he is put that clip in. <laughs> uh, so, you know, the, what we know is that wall street, the millionaires and billionaires Staying that control phone. wall street will stop at nothing. Bernie Sanders is threatening their checkbook, making them, pay their fair share in taxes. The investment bankers don't want that. And I'm going to have a couple of uh, book suggestions. I always come on a show with book suggestions before the hour is over. Okay. But yeah, but Bernie, what they don't understand is that Bernie's campaign is not just a campaign. It's a movement. And at this point, if you will, uh, if you heard today, Biden is backing off his position on the bankruptcy bill. You know, you used to be able to include your mortgage in your bankruptcy. Right. Until 2005, 2006, when him, Hillary, and other Wall Street Democrats voted to exclude uh, um, uh, your mortgage out of bankruptcies. Now, uh, Biden is rethinking that. Isn't that something? I so, wonder why. So you a heavy you a heavy uh Sanders fan. You a Bernie guy. You feeling the burn. Yeah, I, I'm I'm on fire. For uh one thing I like about you, Bozeman, you are typically like you haven't said anybody about it. you just speak the truth. Yeah. Where you at on this election? Um the fact of the matter is uh Ford is right and Biden will be the nominee. It's just that simple. Um the die has been cast, but I think in politics Part of what we have to do is be realist. You see the handwriting on the wall. They are not going to let this man be the nominee. And I think uh, the events of last week, um, he made it very clear. Uh, I think what you're looking at is a Bernie Sanders who said, look, y'all bring us in. You put our ideas on the table and we might be able to, to walk to this thing with some unity. Otherwise, again, uh, with all of the wins that Biden has, uh, Bernie Sanders is still only about 130 140 delegates. There's a long way to 1991 uh, is the requisite number. Um, you know, if you're asking me to, to forecast, I think Biden gets the nomination. Uh, and if you're asking me to forecast even further than that, I think he's going to have a hell of a time trying to beat Donald Trump. Uh, Trump has uh, something that every politician wants, and that is a diehard hardcore constituent that will follow him anywhere. You can't be as dumb as this man has been and still have 
uh, ratings. Anybody, the fact that anybody thinks that he is uh, important enough to be president again is scary. But as you see, when he go, uh, he has crowds like a rock star. Right. People show up by the tens of thousands. Yes, the same. Um, his uh, <clears throat> hardcore right wingers are, are are solidly behind him. Uh, white women who had every reason not to support him are trending towards him like they did over Hillary. So I think if we prognosticating past the, the nomination, I think you're going to have a hard time beating this guy. So there's a narrative that says Trump, he's our president right now. And there's a narrative that says black people, we've always struggled. Like under every president. So like if Trump is elected again, how does that affect black people any more than if Biden was president or if Bernie was president? Oh, it's a big difference now. Uh, Biden or Bernie, the most critical thing facing us really is uh, in this election. Mm -hmm. It's the potential to appoint two more Supreme Court justices. We got Ruth Bader Ginsburg who basically said, I'm going to hold on through this election. Right, she been beat cancer and everything else. If you skew this, uh, you know, we, what, what does that mean? A uh, woman rights to choose is on the ballot. You know, mm -hmm. uh, we saw affirmative action when it fell years ago mm -hmm. under the Supreme Court, the, the Croson uh, decision that struck down affirmative action, which means that it's harder now uh, in, even in a city like Atlanta. We say if minorities do 30% of the business, hell, we about a 50 plus percent uh, African-American city. Right. And so we're only uh, entitled to 30% of the business. So I think there's a lot that uh, there's a big difference between who gets there uh, and who sits in the seat. It, it does make a difference. And can I be real? I think you just said something about Atlanta um, being 30% of doing the business here. Like I can be honest for my generation. I don't think we really seen the benefits or we, if we have, we don't know we have seen the benefits of politics and um, legislation. Like we did, like I, we hear about the Manor Jacksons of the world. We hear about the great politician, but we just don't. We have we don't have it here. We don't see it. So like, talk to me about then. Why are y'all so passionate about politics? Like, how did you get involved? Like, what were the glory days of when politics were really, um, like I heard you say plenty of time when niggers wasn't scared, when Negroes were not scared. I mean, look. Um the fact that we have young people, this is what we have to understand. Politics govern everything. So you're either in the game or, or you're a part of it. So we need to make sure that this generation understand. The, the reason that majority of y'all came to Atlanta is y'all were looking for this mecca we talk about. Right. You're talking about a city that provides you with culture. Talking about a city that provides you with a business opportunity, uh, a city that is welcoming in that regard. And so a lot of the millennials are benefiting from the sacrifices of a Senator Fort, sacrifices of a Derek Bozeman, and still drinking from that water fountain. The fact that you can come and set up a business relatively easy, you can get out here and get your hustle on righteously, uh, I think that's important. Um, when we look at young people with summer jobs, that's important. All of that flows from, from uh, City Hall. And so on the greater level, on the micro level, we can look at some of those specific programs. The fact that your child can go to a swimming pool for free or can go to a uh, recreation center, uh, be out of harm's way, all of those is because we are still controlling what happens at City Hall. And, and so I, I think that's the critical piece of what oftentimes is missing. Yeah, and you, and you can even 
you know, quite as kept the things that are going on at the Capitol, even as we speak, that would not go on unless uh, you had black people in uh, places of impact. I mean, if your listeners uh, know about Atlanta Metropolitan College, Atlanta Technical College, uh, they've been on that campus. They've been in those buildings. They've had classes in those buildings, like the health science building. Well, the fact of the matter is, if I had not been there, if I had not been in place, if I had not stood on the shoulders of those who came before me, that $15 billion for that building would not have gone in the state budget. So we have this fantastic health care, uh, health science building, so our children don't have to go to Cobb Tech or Gwinnett Tech. Right. They can go right over here in the neighborhood and get their radiology certificate or their dentistry technician certificate. Those things are real. They're tangible. Uh, we established the first minority business enterprise program in the state's history for $900 million of a transportation tax. Even as we speak, if I was a, if I was an entrepreneur going into business, an African American entrepreneur, mm -hmm. I would get me a company that could fill in cracks on 285 and on the highway, because they're breaking it up into pieces. It, I'd get a landscaping company and make a bid on landscaping, because I know all y'all can cut some grass, right. you know. So those are the things that politics provides us, even if we don't see it right in front of us. It's there. It's having an impact. It's an African-American company that has the landscaping contract for Metro Atlanta. The issue is we don't see it because like stuff like that. I bet if I ask a hundred millennials, my age right now, why the uh, metropolitan, the school you just named, why is it there? Nobody would name your name. It's not promoted, but we all know about the yeah. goats deal. Yeah, but it, why is that? Yeah, it's not our responsibility to uh, inform you or to tell you unless you ask, right? Mm. And so part of it is the the, the, the knowledge is readily readily available. I keep young people around me, right? I can say and that. So, but I don't keep complaining as young people around me because you got to do just like I did. When you ask any of these folks, if you ask any uh, leader. You name the leader. Ask them at what age. Jesse Jackson didn't just start leading like two years ago. Right. He was 16, 17, right? Mm -hmm. uh, John Lewis was on a bus as a freedom rider at 19, 20. He's 70-something. Right. Uh, I started with Arthur Lankford just carrying that brother's bag when I was 17 years old. I'm 53. Right. I'm still carrying his bag, and he's been dead since 1994. And so leadership... Uh, we often talk about, uh, and, and I don't like to exacerbate the conversation about the Joshua versus the Moses generation. That's bullshit. The fact of the matter is we inextricably tied together. If you want to know something from any of us, all you got to do is ask. And most of us seek out opportunities to just sit down and fill in the blanks. Because what we have is a, a, uh, a, a age group who haven't had to pay the price Somebody paid the price. The reason you can plug this microphone in and sit down and be free to talk about it. If we were 1955, uh, you were having this conversation right. and it went public. Uh, you might be lynched in the town square. Right. Right. But 2020, 
you can say whatever you want to because good Fannie Lou Hamer paid the price, right? Dr. King paid the price. Malcolm paid the price. Medgar paid the price. And so we have to understand our history is connected. And the reality of it is, it is the, op- it is the responsibility of the enemy to keep you ignorant of your history. Because if you're ignorant, then I can make you repeat it. If you don't know how slavery came to exist, then I can put you back in it without you knowing. And so part of what we have to do is you all, uh, young people have to seek out the elders, and the elders have to seek out the young people so we can break this thing down. Because all of us, I'm standing on somebody's shoulder. Um, you are standing on somebody else's shoulder. Right. Uh, your sons and your daughters are standing on your shoulders. This thing is connected. We're the only ones who disconnect our history based on an artificial age thing. Let me, let, let me and, uh, you know, ditto everything he said. Uh, politics has a direct and material impact on your life. That's why I'm supporting Bernie Sanders. Because, you know, uh, millionaires and billionaires have Medicare for all. <laughs> Working straight. people don't have Medicare yeah, for all. Exactly. They're I straight. mean, we know one thing that Trump and McConnell and all them, all them folk, if they get an ingrown hair, they're going to get the best health care available. But back to the issue of Bernie and his campaign. And this is very, very important. Because I'm familiar with how Bernie's people were operating in 2016. And some people would call some of Bernie's supporters high strung, uh, very, very volatile. Right. So my point is this. If they believe that Bernie isn't getting treated right, if they believe that Bernie's movement not getting treated right, they will, some of them will do two or three things. Some of them going to sleep in on election day and not go to vote. Some of them are going to vote for a third party. Some of them are going to vote for Trump. The one thing I, I think Biden knows, and by virtue of the fact that he is backing up on his support of some of these Wall Street measures, is he understands that in just a few states, Bernie's folk did. Bernie's folk and black folk stayed home. And if that happens again, Trump will get reelected. So my suggestion is, what I'm saying is that you got to make the right moves. You cannot piss off Bernie's folk. I'm going to vote for Biden. Uh, although I think, you know, his his record is in some ways horrendous. I'm going to vote for him and, and then I'm going to, you know, uh, stay on his case for four years Who you if think? he's elected. But if that's just me, but all not all of Bernie's folk think that way. So who should who uh, one one thing I want to know about. An exciting factor that can help the election is vice president. Who y'all think should come on as a VP on the candidate that uh, help them beat Trump? Well, let me let me say this to to the point the senator just made. Um, if if Biden does not accept some of the major planks of Bernie Sanders' push movement, he will not win. 
uh, some of the things that um, popular, um, you know, the eradication of student loan debt. We all want that. Trillion dollars uh, in the interest that have been charged young people. Some started with forty thousand dollars in debt fifteen years ago, and now they owe forty one thousand because yeah. of the interest have compounded over time. Chief you've said, got it's seniors. It's predatory. You've got yeah. seniors. Right, it's predatory. You got people in the sixties. Still paid off these so look and, and so people say oh how are we going to afford it hell the feds just injected 1.5 trillion dollars into the economy three days ago where did that money come from and so when we talk about can we can is it doable yeah it's doable if you want to do it right and so i think if you don't deal with that uh if you don't deal with some serious criminal justice reform if you don't Medicare deal with all. Medicare for all, uh, one of the damn things we know for sure now, uh, everybody want people to have Medicare for all right. because the uh, president, uh, he walking around coughing and wheezing, uh, been around at least three people with uh, uh, Corona, Corona 19 health. Nobody won't go around him. And so now people with health care. Want everybody, wish everybody could go get checked out now. Right. And so again, they go to the, make the free, good, every day go do free testing. Right, free testing. That's Medicare for all. Uh, no, you talk about do. socialism. We just gave a trillion dollars, one, a trillion point five. Now they call uh, Bernie a socialist. Right. Socialist is when you, the government comes in and do and assist people in ways that it ordinarily should, should right. not. Uh, you, when you put a trillion point five million dollars just into circulation, we probably going to get a Corona stimulus check because they're going to give everybody some money to go spend to prop this economy up. Um, you know, free, uh, free testing for everybody. Uh, and so you see the man program being I need my Corona right check. <laughs> it's coming. Because this, just think about it now. You can get a $55 uh, round trip to damn you anywhere. It has, how they going to pay the flight attendants? How they going to pay the, for the few? How they going to pay? So you're going to see a bunch of infusion of new cash into it. So if they don't, if he does not, if Biden does not, and I think it is already happening based on Bernie's uh, press conference last week, he's already positioning himself to say there's going to be some major plank additions in the DNC, the Democratic National Committee, that has to include some of his ideas. If he goes and contests this, and, and and he goes to a broker convention, all bets are off. So I'm telling you, I was it, there. It's just not going to happen. I was there in 2016. I was at the convention. It was a I was madhouse. a delegate sitting with the you Bernie were delegate delegates. Bernie, Bernie I, did? I was, a, I was a delegate for Bernie. Okay. And let me tell you this. <laughs> You've been a problem for a long time. It was, it was, let me tell you this. It was, I, it was really very, it was very intense. Yes. Yeah. It was very intense. And, you know, the convention is a bit walking this time. Yeah. You going this year? No, I'm, hmm. we going podcast. Me, you being podcast. Oh, no. I, I'm, I'm going to Milwaukee. We going to the podcast. We going to walk around with this microphone. See my focus. We going to go with this microphone. Let me tell you, these people are so crazy. They've been, look, look, they better search them good coming to the floor. I mean, uh, people want Trump out so bad. I'll never forget. They can I'll misplay never forget this thing. Somebody, uh, there was some black businessmen in the delegation and others. And you know, because I had good relations with the Bernistas. They were my friends. Right. right Young. Right. They were 
Some of them were like 19, 20, 20, 21. Yeah, they never it, They called Bernie the white one little girl. The white girl <laughs> burst out crying on the floor, mm. weeping. Just he just broke down emotionally. And this and then some of the folks started chatting. And one of the folks asked me, can you do something with him? Can you calm him down? I said, man, don't don't ask don't ask me to undo what y'all done did. Yeah. You know, that's very ungrammatical, but you understand me <laughs> exactly. perfectly. I'm not going to get in between Certainly. them yeah. and you Well, when they, you haven't treated them right. No, yeah. that ain't going to happen. That's why they're resolving this thing early. Um, you know, I, if that happens, literally as we speak, they're having a debate between these two. I think come on 7 o'clock or whatever. Yeah. And um, I think that is a move they're going to offer. They are going to offer yeah. him whatever he wants in order to, um, you know, in order to appease him. I mean, you know, you got to deal. Bernie is not going away. Let's just be very clear. He's not going away. I agree. Yeah, he's going to be a major part of whatever decision, win or they loss for them. They are so, running yeah. the, the okay. calling it's an 8 p.m. It's an 8 p.m. Uh, debate. But okay. the Bernie campaign is very interesting this time around. In 2016, it was a, it, it was so organic. You know, uh, they didn't expect. I mean, Bernie Sanders came out and announced in 2015. He came out in between a vote on the f- floor of the city. He came out in the city, <laughs> said, I'm running for president, and went back in the building. And they said, can we? Ha-? No, I got to go back. And it was very organic. I'll never forget people putting stuff up. And uh, we had pu- nothing authorized by the campaign. This year, it's a little bit, it's much more structured. The campaign Certainly. is, but organized. you still have this grassroots organic yeah. movement going on. And if I'll tell you, I'm just predicting here now, you heard it here first. Bozeman is right. If, if they don't adopt certain elements, particularly Medicare for all, Certainly. I think that's going to be the problem. If they don't adopt that. Especially now. Doc, Especially yeah. now. Like, you but know. to your point, Vice President, let me just get get black folks out their feelings. All right. Uh, let's you're go. not finna get a black vice president. You're not finna get Stacey Abrams. <laughs> Give us Stacey Abrams. Okay. Oh, uh, no. You don't get a chance to lose your way up. Right? And so Stacey's smart now. I mean, this is a woman who has used her position and voice, has amassed $20 million well, for money to do what she called fair fight, Georgia, whatever that is. Bloomberg. And um, of course, Bloomberg put five million in. And at the end five of the million. day, um, of course, five million. They done. Let, we can talk about Bloomberg. Cause that, that, that white boy came down and buy, bought up Negroes. Oh, like let me was, tell you. They, <laughs> they, they, so they, he missed me. <laughs> but I'm, what, I'm what saying what you're going to see is a young, energetic governor. I haven't looked at the landscape and it won't be a female. Those exotic tickets, I call them exotic tickets, yeah, didn't work. Black women, um, that. I don't believe Barack Obama would have ever won if McCain had just selected a white male. He selected Sarah Palin, and his campaign went straight to hell. Uh, again, uh, Hillary Clinton, uh, that was such a visceral reaction to her that this is a woman who's been the... Uh, ambassador she done been the united states senator she done been everything and she could not beat this guy and people say well she won the popular vote well hell that don't mean anything the game you play in is the game you play in right at the end of the day she is not president and so i think you're going to see a young energetic white male 
uh, is going to be, uh, it's, it's just going to be that's cut and dry. Kamala Harris uh, couldn't win her own sit-in state. Uh, and so who else is going to put up there? And uh, Jim Clyburn, let, let me also just debunk this Jim Clyburn myth for a second. There's not a black man in America who can just speak and all of a sudden uh, the whole nation start moving. Uh, Bar- uh, Biden was on the rise because Biden was on the rise. That was It was just wherever Everybody you go into moved. a black populace, because black people have just about been told, y'all better vote for this dude. Um, then because it's always our South Carolina, whatever. So I'm just telling people, black people now, now uh, starting now, if Biden lose now, don't blame yourself and start jumping off bridges because that's what they're trying to do. They always blame us. But here's the thing. It's always our fault. It's just a sheer number game. If we represent 14% of the population, when you skew for that is even less of those who, uh, uh, who registered to vote. If every black person who's registered to vote, vote for one of these candidates, it's still not enough votes to win, period. So go tell white folks uh, to get to, to uh, go and pick on the right side right. because the Democrats will uh, vote for Biden at a tune of 90, I predict 96 percent, 95, 96 percent, period. So what is the black agenda? Well, Cause we, we always hear that. Like what, what? Nobody has a black agenda. I, what is that? Let me just let me just disagree with uh, Brother Bozeman, my good friend <laughs> and leader. Oh shit! I think that um, the uh, running mate has got to be a person of color. If it's not a person of color, you're going to have a reaction uh, similar to what I heard. So what person what I of said color? about Bernie? The goal is spoke. to win. Name the goal is to win. Who added to this ticket will put him in a position to win. Because uh, the problem is, y'all gonna vote for him anyway. Yeah. So. Well. So, so no. But the question is, how many of us vote? I'm not going. I'm not saying. I, I just think if he were black not person? to, uh, uh, nominate a black person for vice president you would have a whole lot of black folks staying home uh so i mean but there's only you know the proof is in the pudding uh the democratic convention is july 13th starts in july 13th in milwaukee we will know sometime in june uh uh after the primaries are over and before the convention who he selects. So that, you know, that, that's that we, we can yeah. disagree, but I yeah. think, who do you think he should pick? Then? Look, he said it's it. a black person. Unless he put LeBron James on there, or <laughs> Steph Curry. Okay. It's not going to happen. Right. I mean, I only deal okay, with reality. I, I will, it's simply, it's I not going to, what black I'm person could he you. put on there? That I'm will engender. Here's you. the problem I'm, is. I'm going to bet the, you this is here on the podcast. Okay, let's go. Put some money on it. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's put some money on it. If I lose, I want you to lose this tape. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> don't, don't, don't be trying to find this tape <laughs> right. if I lose. No, seriously, we, we, I'll buy you dinner. There you go. I'll buy you a steak dinner. Right. At, uh, Root at, Chris. The problem with that proposition I know who, is who's, who's not supporting Biden. Well, when you look at the demographics, who's not supporting well, him is young white people. Let me say this. Right? Young white folks. Yeah. Mm. Black well, folks, women, happen. older folks. So what Biden has to contend with 
with Bernie's folk and black folk is stay home itis. Man, them black folk look at And black folk. You know what he going to do. Black folk. I mean, what happened with Hillary, Michigan. Mm-hmm. No, what happened, Wisconsin, with, what happened with her, she wouldn't get off her lazy oh, ass and go you, campaign. What you want to do is stop interrupting me. Yeah, that's what you going to do. <laughs> <laughs> no, so you giving it political. No, let that me, woman was lazy no, as hell. No, no, and she assumed uh, she let me had it. She did assume what she states. What she did not do. Okay. And I'm going to see, I'm going. I'm going to agree with you uh, in a strategic point. What she did not do is go into Detroit. Exactly. Right. And it energized black people. She did not go into Milwaukee because there are enough black folk in Milwaukee Absolutely. or Chicago or where, where else did she Pennsylvania right. in Philadelphia. I mean, Negro stayed home roughly, in Philadelphia. Four, five so states, my point, seven, my point holds true. Holds. Biden risk two groups of folk staying home if he doesn't do the right thing, whatever that may be. One, Bernie's folk and black folk. Because if black folk had turned out in 08 numbers for Hillary, you know, Trump would have been back. Yeah. But I hate that narrative. folk at the university. I, here's the thing. If white folks had not gone to vote for Trump in excess of their uh, oh, performing yeah. ratios, then let's stop putting it on us. I, no, I mean, I'm not let's blaming. make sure. No, I'm, I'm saying when we said black folks had yeah, gone to vote like 2008. I'm not no, if white folks who had every reason not to support this dude would have just said, no, nah, I can't make that leap. A, a damn. Uh, a TV actor. Not only white folks. You know. Like we, don't, I don't never hear nobody say, "Man, why them Asians ain't voting? Yeah. Why them Indians ain't voting?" We don't never say that shit. Well, you know. Well, well, uh, or Latinos for that matter. Yeah. Well, because, they they vote against their interests quite a bit. Yeah, that, the, Latinos yeah. vote, but no, like nobody never, votes against their interests more than white people. Yeah. I mean, you got well, Medicaid. You got folk, I mean, you know, you got folk. Yeah. Oh, you got white folk. Said I, they need to keep their head off my. Uh, I don't want no government insurance today on VA or the. No, no. But uh, that's the one thing Medicare. that when they started doing them town hall meetings. Yeah, yeah. Wife was like, look, that was the one thing that almost undid it for them. Look, because people are like, hey, I got a pre-existing condition. I want my good health care. <laughs> I like Obama. Now I will get back to the point. What Biden is going to do to excite black people? He will have uh, uh, Barack Obama all over the nation. Uh, him, Michelle, they're going to crisscross this yeah. country. What he has it's going to get the most exciting what Biden folks. needs to understand yeah. because Barack and Michelle crisscrossed the country for Hillary. What I know about politics is this. One person's popularity yeah. very, very well, rarely transfers to another. But the other reality he can have Michelle. about... People love Michelle. Yeah. They come out and see Michelle. That's and, in black. That's for black folks. You're but, talking about how do we excite black... Folk won't folk could get excited about see Michelle what an autograph and yeah. sign, get yeah. a book signed and then they oh I I, I got to get I, it's raining Still ain't gonna vote. so what you're saying he can't she, buy he, and can't win he can't win well, that's, no, his, that's, no, his, that's yeah. his big no. joker what, Obama his what, big joker card if that can't help what, him for black, does, people, right. see, for black people this is all you know this is no more about turning out uh, anybody but your base and if he's going to turn out his base, which is the progressive base, right. and the African-American base, he's got to, for the Bernie folk, he's got to adopt Bernie's policies. 
at least some well, of they saying that policies. y'all wouldn't go vote if he gave you ice cream candy and, no. and adopted no, all I the think policies. If, if, no, if if he came out tonight y'all, at y'all eight burning o'clock, folk crazy, if he came out at eight o'clock. It is introductory. That's a, that's a Bernie bro. Hey, look, it is. let me tell you no, why. I, I, look, look, don't no, call no, me no Bernie bro. No, no. Don't call me no Bernie bro. Let me tell you why I said you <laughs> a Bernie bro. What you gonna do? Get up and punch me in the We got to go out here and violent. They violent. Look, let me tell you. When I see violent, look, I'm watching the news. I'm watching the news. And I'm looking at, you know, Biden here in South Carolina. He's giving his speech. I see in the background holding signs, Fort. And all the folk folk down there done drove from Atlanta. South, South Carolina the day before election. Yeah. <laughs> you saw me hey, with, a, for, with, a, with a sign. Hey, look. No, but you, I'll be honest. I'm going to make a very important point. Is all my activities to highlight uh, the mayor. We going oh, there next. We going there next. I don't no, know because I was in South Carolina. I was in. I was in South Carolina for one reason. I was not there to promote Bernie. I was there to tell Joe Biden to tell his chief surrogate, the only surrogate he is paid to uh, fly in hotel accommodations, Keisha Lance Bottoms. I was telling Joe to tell Keisha. Stop displacing black families out of people's town. I wasn't there for Bernie. Let's correct that. <laughs> but uh, so, but yeah, I I I I drove over to South Carolina about you know Bozeman. Get me up at four thirty in the morning. <laughs> it's a major undertaking. But I drove yeah, over there. You just don't like black girl magic. Hey, so let, let's talk about it. No, we got to talk about it. We got to talk about it. Black girl magic. I like the black girl magic of my black mother who raised me, but she never sold her people out. That's ooh, one thing. Ooh, who did? When you hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Right now, we in a conversation. When you tell black people, no, when you tell black people, we're gonna take your house and kick you out. When you're the mayor of the city, Keisha Lance Bottoms. I said all three names. <laughs> when, right. she, when you do that but they, Some, some they people say Them houses were flooded anyway They didn't, they didn't that, get up out of there That's a lie yeah. That's a lie yeah. we, Because we got the smoking gun We got the engineer well, Email that says They don't need to move This We This We could uh, We could deal with this But When you telling A black woman With two children And a husband When you telling A 98 year old black woman And elderly couple 68 and 70 years old, we go take your house and kick you out so we can build a pod, uh, a retention pod. You know what they got over in Old Fourth Ward? They got a retention pod. Right. In the million dollar condo. I tell you this if they move those folk out of the Old Fourth Ward, it go look like, I mean, of People's Town, Freudian Slip. If they move those folk out of People's Town, you're going to see a, uh, a pod. You're going to see uh, high-rise condos, four or 500000 a million dollars. This is, you know, what is happening in this city, and you got to be fired up. It's Wakanda. And this, is, and this is, but this is a critical point. We are seeing the gentrification of our city in real time. It's not like it's happening, and we don't see it. We don't know. It just pop up yeah, one day. Certainly. 
not only what's happening in People's Town, folk was over there at City Hall last week from Grove Park. Yeah. They 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 were handing out bracelets. Grove Park lives. You know, so that quarry, which was a place where black people were exploited and killed, the sweat and the blood just twisted out of black men's bones in the quarry. If you want to read a book, read the book by uh, Doug Blackman about what that quarry was. So all over this city, black people being forced out of this neighborhood in real time in the mayor, Keisha Lance Bottoms. All three names. And the city council has abdicated its role to say that we are going to have a city where black people can live as well as wealthy white people can live. I don't want to stop. Well, I would like to stop gentrification, but that's more difficult than providing a place for people to stay where they are. Mr. Mr. and Mrs. Darden in Peoplestown ought to what? Age in place. Tanya Washington, her son and her family ought to do what? Be able to stay. No mother, no black mother should have to answer this question from their son. 12, 10, 11, 12 year old son. Mama, why is the mayor taking our house? Damn. Damn. I mean, can you imagine that? Your child asking you why you get evicted and put out on the street? So uh, that's why I was in <laughs> so you're down there. South, so, South Carolina. So, so, ask Joe Biden to ask uh, his chief surrogate. Mayor Bottom, stop kicking people out their houses. So Bo was talking about you don't like black girl magic, but you know, I don't hear oh, him I talk love about black girl magic. I heard him talk about my girl Abrams, Stacey Abrams. Well, here's the, the thing. Keisha. I always say, if I have said anything uh that wasn't true, I'll give you a hundred dollars. Ain't nobody ever came to get it to get it from me. Um Ford gave it in his niceties. What we are dealing with is class warfare. Uh, when you got a house in Martha's Vineyard and you lived in a hill in Cascade, sometimes your vision get clouded and you can't see down into the valley. Uh, I'd say uh, without question, uh, I don't have no problem dealing with the white power structure because we just tell the truth. The black bourgeoisie is worse than white folks when it comes to justice for poor people. And so when you see them closed down, Peachtree Pine Shelter, turn out 700 men, women, and children yep. with no alternative. That tells you that some people don't give a damn about poor people, and 90% of those folks were black, so they don't care nothing about black people. And, and so when you see them um, you know, trade that building for $10 million and for Emory to get a better position at getting a rail station above the black folks who live in DeKalb County who've been waiting for 20 years, uh, you, when you see that kind of politics, that Emory now, jumps to the front of the line on issues like that, that tells you black folks are not operating. Just because they're your skin don't mean they're your kin. Um, the fact of the matter is with a stroke of a pen, these three families, three or four families, could have their homes back. That's just leadership. And when it doesn't happen, there's a lack of leadership. Wow. And so you can't just say, uh, well, gentrification is a natural phenomenon that occurs. People well, say that. there's all kind of ways. You saw what this president did. 
He sees that this economy is finna absolutely tank. What did he do? He took the resources of this country to the tune of $1.5 trillion. And next week, it's probably going to be another $1.5 trillion, if not more, to prop this economy up. What should Keisha Lansbond, what should the city council be doing? Taking the resources of this city to make sure that every senior citizen no. that needs an opportunity to stay in place, that they get a homestead exemption that is commensurate with the level of gentrification. So I can give you a tax break because I now see your house that was 50, no. 60,000, no. 140, 150, 160. I think those are some of the things that you can do. Atlanta Housing Authority has 300 acres of, a, of land that it controls. All of it should be put with workforce housing. That's workforce housing that at, that's at $400, $500, so that the hotel worker, the fast food worker, will have decent, living. safe, sanitary okay. housing subsidized by the city and state See, and federal government. We've got to take it a step further. Everything that Bozeman has said is absolutely true. They are not working in the interests of black people. This, Mayor Bottoms, the 15 council members, and even, let's be real about it, the president of city council voted to displace black people of people's town too. Mm -hmm. So nobody's heads is not clean in this. Felicia Moore, when she was on council, voted to displace black people. So, but... <clears throat> Let's just say this. We, we got to take it a step further. I'm sitting here with a Red Light the Gulch t-shirt on. What's the Gulch for people that don't the Gulch, understand? The Gulch is the redevelopment uh, project that's been proposed for the area between the federal building and the, uh, the Omni, the, <laughs> the State Farms Arena. The big old that hole. That area, that yep. hole, that Gulch. Yeah. So what the city council, the school board, and Fulton County did was give tax breaks and the state, let's not forget the state, totaling $1.9 billion. Shit. Okay. So when, so there's, there, there, it's, it's, there are two sides of this coin. No. Don't give anybody to the people that need it in order to stay, right. particularly seniors to age in place, but give money to who? Yeah. Billionaires That's and billionaires. That's why we say class warfare. Class warfare. And, right. but I will say this, <laughs> when you in this struggle, you got to, you, you got to fight like a gorilla. Uh, there are three, me and three other people filed an intervention in the bond uh, case that is the $1.9 billion. Derek knows more about this, but the $1.9 billion of subsidy is based on issuing bonds to finance that $1.9 billion. We intervened. There's a part of the law that says you can intervene in the case and stop the issuance of the bonds, which is what we've done. We stopped the issuance of the bonds. Uh, it's in the Court of Appeals on its way to the Supreme Court. I have recently, I don't know if I told Derek, I recently got a little nasty email from some folk, from some bourgeois Negroes who want to get a piece of that action and told me to, told me, to, they, you better stop this suit. But, but here's the other thing. You come that Negro, please. Here, here's what that does, right? When you see that in aggregate, 
right? When you begin to add it up, come the next mayor election. Talk to us. People going to say the hell with Keisha and anybody who look like her. You know, if this is the best that we can get out of the city council, best we can get out of the mayor, well. the hell with them. And so we do what? Stay at home. We are disaffected. We, 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 you know. Some here's here's the thing. Vote for a white well, look, Should I, I'm was. just ready to support good leadership. And I think the last election was very telling, right? The last election was very telling as to where we're going. After Keisha Lansbaum, there were three other white people. Well, the top, top vote get two Peter up Amen. behind um, Senator Ford. What that tells you is that, uh, and this girl only won by 800 votes. People are, I'm not afraid of white leadership. I'm afraid of leadership that will sell us out. I would tell you there's nowhere in the world that a white mayor would have been able to convince us to tear down two historically black churches, but Kasim Reed could. For what good reason? For a stadium? Mm. Uh, and so I think that a part of what we're going to have to do on the local level here is cut a better deal. I will. I am not inclined to support no Negro, uh, no uh, nobody, until they tell us exactly what they're going to do about gentrification and specific plans. Some of y'all sit down with Keisha and they had a plan, and she done nothing on that plan. Nothing. I will give her credit for doing the cash bond, cash bond. issue. But that's been about all. And, 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 and well, that was already in the works. Getting ready to overturn that. Anyway, but we need a progressive agenda. All politics is local. We need a Bernie Sanders type agenda on the local level. Uh, otherwise, why be black in a black city that black people can no longer live in? Because 2021, what's happening? Keisha, that's why. 2021, what's happening? Who's our mayor? You know, uh, at this point, who gives a damn? Anybody, look, <coughs> look, yeah, look I, I'd rather see a market with a diamond ring up there than see what we got. <laughs> well, let me say this. What we cannot have happen is get the Yoki doke you know, who, because we can't uh, vote for somebody because their name is Keisha or Jamal or Rashad. We need to vote for the person whose policy proposal and commitments are most in line with the needs of our people, working people. Uh, one thing I have done, I talked to, see, I talked to white millennials, I talked to black millennials, and you know, I remember starting back in 2011 with Occupy, I talked to the white kids and black kids, and one, and a lot of them had their degrees four years. Some of them had master's degrees. They were working, waiting tables, no jobs. Right. That's a and lot. That's, that's what going fueled on. The, left. the millennial uh, energy and displeasure with their economic opportunities fueled Occupy. And then you, it's the same energy that fueled Bernie Sanders. But what them, them them folk done went to sleep in Atlanta. It like where's the yeah. movement in Atlanta? Yeah, well, that, I mean, that. we got look. We they worried <coughs> about Trump. We should be in the street in mass and mass protests over what's going on here. You know, uh, and it's not happening. Like people don't people don't know people don't know about People's Town. Like it's 
as much as I I think if people know, I think it's people are just like maybe well, this all we deserve all we can get I think what people have done yeah. I and I saw that. the transition because we just want to go to the mayor's bar energy <laughs> pretty much That's people it. are putting their energy into national politics uh because the marches you know I I you know I remember the marches the me too march yeah, certainly. the immigration march the Medicare for All Mark, or the uh, when, and guess who who organized the march to preserve Obamacare? Nancy Pelosi and my man at the DNC went to Bernie and asked him, "Will you organize those?" So, um, I think what? I just want to get the history straight. So, I just think that the energy to fight Trump has kind of. Uh, Taking all the air out of the room. Well, that's the issue. And, and we're about to get ready to wrap up. But uh, I think uh, what I see in Atlanta, I think people are waiting for permission to protest. Like, you know what? We'll get involved. And the reason why national stuff get a lot of attention, because that's what's shown. Okay. Like, okay, there's, there's, something no, yeah, yeah, there's something else going on. There's something else going on. There was, there used to be one segment of the progressive movement that you could depend on to raise hell in the streets. Um, and that, that movement, that group of folk have gone right wing. You know what that, that those folk are the labor movement, the labor movement in Atlanta. And I'm going, man, I'm going, you missed the lane. Say that again. You sure you won't say that? No, 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 no. Let me be very clear. They can erase this out. They can erase this out. The labor movement. No, the labor movement, the Atlanta labor council has gone right wing. I'm going to say it here. Yeah. No one has the guts in the progressive community. This is the first time anybody has said it on the air, in a podcast, on radio, on TV, anywhere. But the Atlanta Labor Council and Atlanta. Yes. you. you I, let me tell you this, Doc. This is better than a <laughs> blog. The labor movement has been taken over by the right wing. You've got the most right wing, white right wing labor leaders who are in control of the labor movement like who you could at least uh <laughs> i forget his name <laughs> but the union the union the union is the international brotherhood of electrical workers yeah I'd be a w- and i forget his name yeah williams that's his name i forget his first name but i i'm not gonna see one thing we cannot do is lie to the people right. and what we also can do is lie by what omission so you have a lot of dynamics going on here oh, yeah. it used to be that when somebody like a Stuart Acuff was in town we could get people in the street now IBEW could right wing labor local 613 is controlling I mean the labor movement has reverted to 1967 in Atlanta and now, uh, and some of y'all going to have to make sure I get home tonight after that. But it's the truth. I got you. Yeah. And so when we talk about. I'm trying to say what labor movement. I have not seen them out on the that's, issue. That's the I'm point. Well, that's I ain't seen nobody that's on nothing. Point. I ain't seen yeah. nobody on nothing. That's Well, get stay tuned. I feel, as the Baptist preacher said, I feel my help coming on. I think it's time, um, you know, in, in, in politics, particularly at the local level, you much rather put on your skinny jeans and your slippers and 
head to the male's mask ball and put your and, tight you know, shirt on. And, I got, and I'm going to be critical I mean, of millennials you know, as well. Let me be critical of millennials because millennials think that they are the center of the universe. See, what... We want to go to the mayor's ball. That's all. Yeah, you. Yeah, that's the bottom line. Yeah. The bottom line. Tuesday. If Keisha come out and swag serve, we voting. Let me say this. Let me say this. Now that you got me in trouble, I might as well get in some more trouble. But the bottom line is this. If you're not willing to organize, then you should need to shut up. You just old mad. No, I, I'm telling <laughs> the truth, man. You talk about telling the truth. I, I don't want to hear anybody complain. Damn. I go to the grocery store and Negroes come to me and start complaining. I say, excuse me, sir. Uh, did you vote? No, I didn't vote. I say, sorry. I can't talk to you. And I, I turn around and leave. I, it, this ain't time for complaining. No, well, you, you, you think don't I'm do that. You don't do that. It, oh, you want a bat? <laughs> you too I go with the folk, the Jehovah Witness. Come to my door on Saturday. I say, do y'all vote? No. You I say, I can't talk to you. You cuss everybody. No, you think <laughs> he's the old grumpy old man. I know. I'm <laughs> d- uh, ain't no grumpy. This is about serious business. Certainly. And I don't want, I'm not going to waste my time on somebody who don't vote, who doesn't believe that their people are important enough to go and vote. Right. Because when I hear that, you don't vote, I say, you don't think your children, you don't think your neighbors are important enough for you to do your civic duty. So, yeah, I'm grumpy and angry when it comes down to how our people are treated. Thank you. There it is. Senator Vincent Ford, the angry senator. No, I, I'm the truth-telling senator. Hey, so look, we're going to wrap this up. Oh, I thought we already? I thought we were just getting started. I, could, I, could, I thought this kept going. I could, it started over. It's a part episode two. I could go I could go two more. Hell, Ooh. I didn't get much to say. This man here just got oh, the ball please. in the time. <laughs> Come on. Damn, I couldn't get a word in that's why. I couldn't get a word in that's why. He got all this pontificate. I would. I would. I would. Lordy. Hey, I'm a political I scientist. I know this stuff no, scientific no, you, for you 30 years of time. You spent too much time downtown on that radio station. Hey, look, I would, I would keep going, but y'all about to mess up my marriage ball tickets, and I ain't gonna be able to get in. Hey, look, look, look I will say this one story, one, st- one story though, one story of association, right? So, boom, I'm kicking it, man. You know the uh, Democratic debates coming in town. It's at the Tyler Perry, uh, Tyler Perry Studios, Center for it. Like, yo, you can go with me. You can roll. So I rode with Senator Man. We ride down there. So we get there, right? And the people won't let us in, right? They won't let me in because he only got one VIP ticket. So Senator Ford was like, yo, I'm the senator. And Senator Ford, he said that like three times. And people were like, oh, my bad. And they just moved out the way. Like three times. You yeah, know, he'll, he'll fight you too. Hey, yeah, yeah, he will. Because they were like, uh, because they told everybody, if you go outside, you cannot come back in. So Senator Ford went I'm to you the restroom. He went to you the restroom. And I was going, I ain't gonna lie, Schlitzky, I was just gonna stay in, right? <laughs> but I got on gang gang. I had to go with him. Senator Ford, they tried to not let him back in. He said, That's not right. <laughs> That's not right. Look, he cussed him out. Look, it worked every time, but the one time we couldn't get in was Keisha Land Bottom. Exclusive party <laughs> after party. You remember she had a little party in the little White House in the little uh hole 
the White House part of the uh, oh, okay. Tyler Perry studio. I, I was like, my homeboy, like, you going to the Keisha part? I'm like, nah, bro. I'm rolling with Fort. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, we did. I, I don't remember that, but I ain't go to no party. Uh, I ain't go eat. See, that's what, you know, I don't, I, I like Chardonnay, and I like all them little hors d'oeuvres they be carried around, but I. I <laughs> them horse doovers. Yes, but. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but I will not. I will not. My my stomach couldn't oh, tolerate Lord. that. I'll um, go next time. Eat the, the hard duvers and drink the and wine. Get all that and, shit. There you go. So, all right, call to action, man. To to the listeners out there, young people that want to get involved in. Uh, let's start. Let's just say local politics are local. Everything is local. Yeah. To change Atlanta, um, what advice would you give a young person to get involved to start making real concrete change for Black people? Mine's very simple. Um, the ancestor requires it. And if you look at everybody, as I open this, we talked about uh, Jesse Jackson went 77 when he got involved. He was 17. All right. And uh, John Lewis, you name it. Uh, Minister Farrakhan didn't just start being the minister at 83. Mm -hmm. uh, Malcolm went through a transformation. Doesn't matter where you came from, what you've been through. Uh, it's your time. Right. It's your time. And so get involved. People getting uh, young folk can be in touch with me. I'm very accessible. You can hit me at db1380 at gmail.com. Um, email me. Learn how to lead. Learn how to serve. And if you want to be great, be the greatest servant out here because that's what we need. Servanthood just means that you're willing to do whatever, whenever, whatever it takes, whenever it happens uh, to advance the cause of black people. Uh, I'm not interested uh, in serving anybody other than our people. That's just because we have suffered the most. Those who have suffered the most have the most to give. Mm -hmm. And so all we have is our ability to give and serve. And so that's, if young people are interested in down with that, fine. But I don't go out to recruit you. I don't come out to beg you. Uh, I'm looking for those who are really what, ready to get in the game and make a difference. Mm -hmm. well, yeah. Uh, first of all, I appreciate the opportunity to be on this podcast. I didn't know I was going to be on with Derek Bozeman and yeah. that he was going to usurp, usurp so much of my time. <laughs> usurp. <laughs> S-A-T word. <laughs> you know, but I come to expect that from him. But uh, <laughs> but for real, uh, what we I am going to be concentrating this season on generating. This motherfucker. <laughs> Let me tease the background music. No, I, I don't need no background music. Okay. But these niggas right what here. I'm gonna concentrate you can tell they're real friends. See, this, is, this, is what I'm, see, this is what I got to tolerate <laughs> from my buddy. But what I am going to do this session, is, this season, is emphasize and focus on black men voting. Mm, registering okay. and going to vote. As a matter of fact, I'm going to, after this session is over i'm going to premiere my commercial that i'm going to be running this season on why black men ought to vote and uh so um that's going to be my focus uh there's a, so much focus on uh latinos voting black women voting mm -hmm. i want brothers to vote i mm -hmm. want brothers to vote the same rate that if brothers voted the same percentage rate as black women, ain't, do, we wouldn't have to worry about no Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. He would never have got in. 
I mean, and I, I'm not blaming black men, but all I'm saying is if brothers had gotten up and voted, if they thought they had had some, something to vote for, right. then they that. would have voted. So we're going to try to get that conversation going for the next six months until November. And uh, so that's going to be my focus. Anybody who'd like to get in touch with me, uh, if you agree with anything I said, Please let me know if you didn't agree with anything I said. Don't call me. At? Fuck you. <laughs> yes. What no, email send, address and phone? I'm sending that to Senator Ford at gmail.com. Senator Ford at gmail.com. And my Facebook page is Fort for Atlanta. F O R T, Fort for Atlanta. Uh, anything that I'm doing, most of it, everything that I'm, all the trouble I get into, I post there on Fort for Atlanta. That's across all my social media, Instagram, as well as Twitter. And, uh, but once again, brother, I really appreciate you so much, Eldridge. You are a true blessing. You and your brothers here are producing this podcast. Uh, I see all this. Everything you're doing. I just think it's great. They uh, just got it out the pawn shop this morning. <laughs> so if you would like they to support, rush, <laughs> if you like to support this, uh, 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 if you like to support this podcast, you go to Cash App. What Cash App they need to go to? Look, look, go to uh, JustElderPodcast.com. Uh, is that the way to give on there? That it is the way to give on there, and the uh, Cash App is Eldridge Washington. Now, we want that to go to the podcast. We yeah, it goes straight to the podcast. I am the podcast. We, no, but in all seriousness. I am the podcast. In all seriousness, we need venues, particularly on the local level. I mean, enough. I, I listen to podcasts, national podcasts, Trump podcasts, MSNBC. Right. I listen to them. But we need podcasts to talk about what's going on here in Atlanta. Well, you know, tell them about my new podcast. It's oh, yeah. Y'all. I, I got a new one. Get here. ready. Drum roll, please. We have Derek Bozeman presents Negro, please. I just decided to turn, turn to the real nigga, please. Nigga, please. Thank you. Nigga, please. Well, <laughs> let me tell you this. I know that's available. I know that's available. But we need... We need podcasts yeah. and local media, whether Certainly. it be blogs, Certainly. that talk about Seriously. local issues. I mean, just think about it. We need a podcast just on gentrification in Atlanta. Well, yeah, I, we, I, we I got, got something is, on the way, man. Yeah. Don't worry. I got something on the way for you. Okay. You, 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 it was still my idea now. No, 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 no. I'll sue you. We got you. I'll sue you. We got you. I'll sue you. We got you. You ain't got to sue nothing. Right, we got man, you. you. What you, what you going to You going to get a microphone stand about all of you. <laughs> what you going to get? And I just told you they got all this equipment out the pawn shop. I had this Hey, so look. <laughs> to everybody listening, man, I appreciate y'all for tuning in to another episode of the Just Elders Podcast. Um, if you were offended by anything that was said on this show, Fuck you. <laughs> Ooh, I didn't know you you did. <laughs> <laughs> and I just want to let you know good, all the views and opinions on this show are endorsed by anybody that was heard on this mic. <laughs> let, me, uh, let me let me did anything these Negroes have said in here that about Keisha and anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, just in I case. I ain't a part of that. Man, man, I need them tickets to the ball. <laughs> Don't put me in this folk business, in this elder business. I didn't say none of that. I just want my record to be straight. 
Hey, y'all be safe, man, out here with all that corona. You know, they about to get quarantined. Make sure oh, you don't no. get caught at your you side, chick house. <laughs> I uh, forgot to tell all y'all I uh, just got my test <laughs> uh, I, I tell y'all I just got my test back yeah, I do <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry I'm sorry y'all Oh man let me get out of here Hey man we out of here we love y'all See y'all next week <laughs>